Well, here we are, the end of the road, end of the school year, the last dance. It's been a long and winding road, and we have definitely experienced some bumps in that road. The 2019-2020 school year has been a very memorable one. For the past 11 weeks, we have been distance learning and figuring this thing out on the fly. We've been quarantined, we've been wearing masks to food lines, sleeping in, making our own schedules, creating new things to do, and coming up with unique ways to communicate with each other. I just wanted to let you know that I admire your toughness and your resiliency. Thank you all for being my first distance learners. You didn't sign up for this, but most of you listening to this episode gave it your all, and I promise it will pay off for you in the long run. All right, so let's get to our topic for today, which is career planning. And today's episode is episode seven, and it's called, What's the Plan, Stan? Quarantine tip number 10. This is the last one. This tip is very simple. Take it easy on yourself. Look, a lot of people out there are thriving in this environment. They've built stuff. They've gotten in shape, started reading, picked up a hobby, planted a garden, or even started to knit. But we aren't all like that. In fact, some of us have really struggled with the almost no social interaction. I understand that and I get where you're coming from if you're in that boat. So if you have this feeling of, crap, I haven't done much today or I haven't accomplished X, Y, or Z, just take it easy on yourself. Most of you listening to this have accomplished something. You are looking for ways to stay engaged with your schoolwork during a pandemic. Heck, that's pretty tough. Some of your peers in your own school, in your own county, your state, or heck, even in your own country aren't even doing that. So take it easy and reflect on this time and what you have truly accomplished. Don't focus on the things you have not done. Focus on the things you have done. All right, so why are we talking about career planning? Well, you guys are going into the ninth grade, and it's important that you understand that the future is now, and you want to have a plan and a goal or goals, but you also want to have that backup plan in mind too. And what do I mean by that? Well, when I was in eighth grade, you know, if you would have asked me what I wanted to do, I was going to go play professional basketball or baseball or football or something. I was a big kid. I was pretty talented. And I thought, hey, that's something I could do. And I always had my dad telling me, well, you need to come up with a backup plan. And I said, what what do you mean a backup plan? I'm going to be a professional football player. That's what I'm going to do. And now that I'm kind of reflecting on it as an adult, I think, well, it is good to have a backup plan. And I didn't come up with one probably until I was, you know, more more aware of my skills. Um, and this is probably until a little bit later. So you might to make sure you have a plan, but also have a backup plan as well. So today we're going to talk about, you know, what skills you need to have, what are some things you need to be doing as you going on to the high school and you start picking out some of your classes as you go along. So the role, um, of self-assessment and career planning, you, The whole thing starts with self-assessment and being aware of your personal talents, your interests, and your aspirations. You need all of those things to select a career. 
When I'm talking about aspirations, some of you might not know what that word means, but aspirations are a person's hopes and goals for the future. So it's great to have aspirations, but they need to align with your interests and your talents. Like some of you, when you pick a career, you think, oh, well, I want to be a carpenter or I want to be a builder. Well, if you've never built any, anything or if you don't like being outside, you probably shouldn't pick that career. So you want to pick something that aligns with all of those things, your personal talents, your interests, and all of your aspirations need to somehow talk to each other. And that'll fuel you in finding a career as you go along. Our next thing we're going to talk about is work ethic. So work ethic, um, and there's a quote that I kind of want to share with you guys. It says, if you built a house with your work ethic, dedication and preparation, would you trust its foundation enough to live in it? Think about that. That's a pretty powerful quote there. So a work ethic, meaning your attitudes and your behaviors um, should support a strong work ethic um, and that will enhance your career success. Employers want employees who demonstrate that attitudes and behaviors of a strong work ethic. They don't want somebody who's coming in five, 10 minutes late every day. They don't want somebody who's just going to do the bare minimum. They want people on their team, whatever the career is, that are working hard, that are trying their best at what they are doing, that truly understand the career and that want to get better every single day. That's what a work ethic is all about. If you have good work ethic, then you gain respect. And the definition of a work ethic means it's the attitudes and behaviors that show one's desire to do a job well and take pride in a job well done. You can have million dollar dreams, or I'm sorry, you can't have million dollar dreams with a minimum wage work ethic. So I'm going to tell you guys a story really quick. And this is um, probably one of my favorite stories to tell when it comes to work ethic. As most of you know, um, I love watching basketball. I love the Los Angeles Lakers. <clears throat> so this is a story about Kobe Bryant when he was on the USA basketball team back in, um, back in 2008. Um, it's a story from, from, uh, his trainer during that time. And his trainer says it was about 30, 3.30 in the morning. I lay in bed, slowly fading away. When I hear my cell phone ring, it was Kobe. I nervously picked up. Kobe says, Hey, uh, Rob, I hope I'm not disturbing anything right now. And his trainer says, no, what's up, man. And Kobe says, I'm just wondering if you could help me out with some conditioning work. That's all. So his trainer looks at his clock and it's 4:15 in the morning. He said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll see you at the facility in a little bit. Um, his trainer says, it took me about 20 minutes to get my gear and out of the hotel when I arrived and opened the room to the main practice floor, and I saw Kobe all by himself. He was drenched in sweat as if he had just taken a swim. It wasn't even 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm sure there's, there's so many stories out there of Kobe Bryant and his work ethic but, you know, that's a guy who had all the talent in the world, one of the most talented basketball players um, of all time. And he took that talent and he maximized his talent. And some of you have a lot of talent in a lot of different fields. 
you know, some of you are really good with your hands. Some of you are really smart. But, you know, if you don't have the work ethic to try to get better, then you're going to waste that talent. And hopefully you guys will maximize whatever talents you have. So the next thing, um, the relationship between skills, education, and income. Higher skills and or education levels generally lead to higher incomes. So you have, you start out, you know, when you graduate high school, you get a high school diploma, or if you drop out, you'll get your GED. Um, and then after high school, there's all sorts of different degrees. If you want to get a two-year degree at a community college, that's called an associate's degree. A bachelor's degree is at a four-year school. And then you have a master's degree, which you would attain after your bachelor's degree. And then you could go all the way to do a doctorate's degree. So the next thing is supply and demand. Supply and demand also influence job and income. Demand is usually high for skilled and educated employees. Employers who need skilled and educated people are willing to pay what it takes to get them. And your wage, and I know we've talked about this before, but your wage is your money paid to an employee per hour worked. And then you have a salary, which is money regularly paid to an employee and is not based on your hours worked. So just talking about education, like, no, you don't need to go to college. Like, you don't have to. I would suggest you do if you don't know what you want to do with your life, especially when you're 18 years old. Like, go to community college, figure out what you like and what you don't like. Some of you guys aren't going to figure that out for a while, and that's okay. But, you know, don't just be sitting at home eating potato chips on, on your mom's couch. Figure something out. If you have a really good skill, like in a trade, like HVAC or welding or electricity, anything like that, and you think you're good at it, then go do that too. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, my own dad, he does not have a, a college degree. He, he has high school education. He went to college for like a year and he dropped out of college. He started doing sprinkler work where he hangs sprinkler pipes and eventually started doing the design work. And he makes pretty good money. He makes closer I would say he's up in like the six figures, close to the six figures per year um, as far as a salary goes. And that's really good for somebody who, you know, doesn't have a degree. So you don't need to have a degree to make a lot of money. It's just saying that most people have a higher level degree who do make a lot of money. But there are certain people out there that you don't need that degree to make a big income. You know, you could be an electrician. You could be um, a welder who makes you know, $30, $40 an hour in some cases, if you're really good at it. So technology changes all the time and it has a huge influence on the workplace. There's new jobs that crop up every single day that are new on the radar. Um, you know, employers also want people who have kept pace with technological advances by updating their skills. Um, there's new jobs, like I said, and um, people can access work across the borders. You know, I know I bring this example up a lot, but my dad works in Amelia County. That's where he lives. He works for a company that's based in, um, in Maryland. Um, and he can do that because of technology. He has high-speed internet at his house, and he has a computer. He can work at home.
Thank you all for listening. I have enjoyed making these podcasts for you. It has been my pleasure to be your teacher this year. I hope you learned something from being in the class, and I wish you all the best at the high school next year. Don't be a stranger. If you see me coaching next year, say hey. If you see me at Sheets, say hey. If you see me at Food Line, just leave me alone. I have a list and I need to get my groceries done. I'm just kidding. Say hi. But um, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote, uh, just like our quote of the day. And this is by Thomas Brown. Thomas Brown says, Rough diamonds may sometimes be mistaken for worthless pebbles. Everyone have a nice and relaxing summer. Until next time, be good and be safe.